Life is beautiful. Life is awesome. Life is life is life. Life comes to you in ways you you'd never expect, in ways you never imagined. But life is still beautiful. Life is still awesome. Life is like a rhythm. Permit me to use that analogy. Life is like a river. Life is just flowing. And you never know where the tides will take you to. Storms, I rage. You never know how it will flow. You never know. You just never know. You're just there, and but then the beauty about the river is that no matter how the tides are. No matter how the river flows, no matter how the storms reach, the sea creatures are always safe because it is in their nature to adapt to whatever the river brings. It's just like it's in human's nature to adapt to whatever the weather brings, whether cold whether sunny, whether rainy, you just adapt to it. That's how the sea creatures also adapt to the river. So it's life being like a river, you need to learn to see yourself has a sea creature if you'd permit me to use that you need to adapt yourself to the nature of life so that no matter what it brings you can take it you're capable you have the ability to navigate any circumstance so you need to stop seeing life has something that you can handle or something that isn't meant for you you need to start seeing is that what it is and adapting yourself to it and let life adapt to you too as humans occupy the earth the things that we do affect the hurt too yeah it affects the hurt it affects the way life as we know it pans out so you have the ability to affect your environment you have the ability to determine the nature of your environment so if you're the lion the heart is a dry ground if you're the dolphin the heart is a river just let the heart 
align itself with you and it sounds easy sounds like one of those motivational speeches that you don't even know how to adapt into your life how to practicalize but it's a thing of the mind it's a thing of the mind it might not really look like it but it's a thing of the mind you need to be able to first visualize it and let it sink down in your mind that you're in control you happen to life life doesn't just happen to you you happen to life the words that we speak to ourselves the words that we confess to ourselves have power they hold power to to determine how life will be for us it might seem vague and absurd but it's the truth what you think about yourself as a man think it so he is so my reality is different from the next man's reality depending on what he thinks about himself it's a function of the mind what you say about yourself out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh so it's all still coming from the state of your mind the state of your mind determines how you speak how you act how you think about yourself how you portray yourself to people how people see you how life sees you life honors people life values people but people that know their value we are all valuable but it determines what determines how life values you is how valuable you think you are life would conform to the value you think you have so if you think yourself to be a queen life will see you as a queen if you see yourself as a commoner that's how life will think you regardless of your circumstances regardless of your circumstances there have been nobodies who became somebodies out of nowhere so it's possible but it's all from the state of the mind from the state of the mind you can do this god is with you god is in you so you have the mind of christ everything in you comes to obedience with christ in you just and that's what even makes the mind more powerful a mind is more powerful if it recognizes god in it it's one thing that the natural mind has its own power like naturally it's another thing to align your natural man to your spirit man in such a way that it's not just your mind connecting to nature it's your mind connecting to heaven and whatever is bound on earth is bound in heaven whatever is loose on earth is loose in heaven so whatever you conceive in your mind 
it's not just some cosmic nature thing that's gonna make it happen it's god in heaven that is putting his seal on it it's god in heaven that is aligning things people events to your will so you need to understand that your mind is more powerful as a child of god because whether or not nature wants to align God is the creator of all creations. He has the power to alter protocols, to alter anything for your sake. Anything for your sake. So you're not just picking from a place of probability or speaking from a place of uncertainty because you don't even know whether life would listen to you or life will akin to you or something of some sort. You're speaking from a place of dominion that God has given you dominion over everything he created. He puts you as the head of it all. So when you speak, God is putting his yes and amen there. When you speak, when you conceive things in your heart, it happens not by your power or your mind, but by the Spirit of God that is in you. So it's not just about you. It's about God in you. It's not your power. It's God in you. It's not just the power of your mind. It's the power of God that is in your mind. Do you get what I'm saying? So... It's not just you, baby girl. You have God in you, speaking to you. You are his daughter. You are his image on earth. You are his representative on earth. So anything you need, he will give you. But you need to have faith in him. You need to be patient with him. You need to be patient with him. You need to be patient with God. You need to align with God. Align with Him. You have a you have a establishment. You have it. You can see it. You know it. The plans God has of you for you, they are not just good. They are great. They are awesome. They are beyond what the mind can conceive. And he would do them in his own time. He would do them in due time. Might not make sense now. But you just need to align yourself to God. So that life will align itself to you. Because if you're aligning with God, life will align with you. Because God is in church of life. So whatever he sees life to do is what you would do God loves you he wants the best for you he loves you he loves you so so much Mind is powerful. 
the mind is like the ground in the parable in the Bible. The Bible talks about how the sower was walking down the street and was dropping seeds and some fell on the turning ground, some fell on the scotchy ground, some fell on good ground and we all know how that went. The ones that fell on the turning ground were choked up and they could not germinate. The one that fell on the scotchy ground could not even find where to go down into to even break forth something. But those that fell on good ground were fruitful and they multiplied. So the mind is so powerful that what it's, it's like an incubator. The mind has the power to carry a vision, carry an idea, carry a perspective, carry a perception, carry opinions, carry whatever is said to it and whatever comes out of it. So what I'm trying to say is that I can think of something and my mind can broaden it, expand it so much so that I think of it and I start to speak it and I start to confess it and I start to walk in that reality. But the mind can also broaden what it said to it. So if someone tells me you're useless, the moment I let that sink in, my mind can start broadening on it so much so that I start to feel useless. I start to think I'm useless till I start acting useless because as a man thinketh in his heart, so he, so he is. So is he or so is what? Same difference. So. The mind is the only how do I how do I quote this right? TDJ said something that the mind is the only space of privacy we have left. Those were not his exact words, but like that's that's the still that's still the same message. The mind is the only form of privacy you have left as an individual. So nobody should take that from you. The internet has invaded everywhere. Everywhere isn't as safe as you want it to be. Your boss will say, oh, you You never know who's listening to you, even when you're just speaking. And the internet is so... So open, so public that whatever you put there years from now you can still find it there and people all around can still find it there but the mind is only is the only safe space that you have it's the only form of intimacy with yourself that you can get so you need to see whatever you let enter into your mind you need to be careful, be sensitive, be picky about whatever you let into your mind. 
because you become what you think about often you speak what you think about out of the abundance of the art the mouth speaker you speak what you think about you act like you think about you act out what you think about you you do things the way you think it is right to do things so your thoughts matter the thoughts are powerful that they have the power to create your reality I, 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 I was listening to this message today and it really blessed me it really blessed me T.D. Jakes was talking about how in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God in such a way that he said that word that is referred to as Logos is in actual fact God's thoughts. So in the beginning was God's thoughts and the thought was with God and the thought was God. So what you have is your thoughts and like the Bible says, as a man thinking in his heart, so is he. So your thoughts gradually move from being with you to becoming you. So it might start with a thought and then you carry that thought around so much so that it is always with you that you become that thought. Yeah. So, and we must also understand that the mind, there's this thing that one great philosopher who I'm trying to remember said, and I'll try as much as possible to interpret it as, or interpret it rather, as he said it. He said something like, the mind is limitless. The mind, your imaginations have no boundaries, have no limits. Your mind is capable of imagining what has not happened before your mind is capable of conceiving thoughts that have not even become reality ever in history your mind is that powerful it it brings me back to when god created life as we know it the Bible says in the beginning was in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth and we know that the earth was dark and void and without form and all of that and then God said let there be light and there was light there is so much content and so much so much embedded in that in that sentence in that part of the bible before god created light there was no reference for light before god created light the only reality that was known was darkness but the moment god said let there be light it was the thought, it was the thought of God that became a reality. 
it wasn't that there was light somewhere and then or there had been light and then it called it back forth no it created the light so the light was first a thought before it became reality so when he said let there be light instantly the thought of god became reality so much so that whatever god thought light to be at that moment was what became so there might not have been a word called light or if god didn't create light as we know it we might not have even known that a word existed as light because we won't have anything to reference it to anything to to point at as light but the moment God created light it became the moment God thought of light to be it became so there are things in your life that that don't look like you're ever going to be what God has called you to be but only if you can see the thoughts of God, only if you can enter into an alignment with the thoughts of God so much so that you know that. And not just that, you need to understand the supremacy of God. That even if it doesn't look like there is going to be light or there is ever going to be light in your life, you need to understand that the one who has said you are a light has the power of creating light in you even though you never had it. I'm trying to put that in a, in a way that I hope it passes a message across. So you're in a situation whereby it doesn't look like you will ever be great. It doesn't look like you will ever amount to anything. All you've known all your life was darkness. So someone comes to you and tells you, you're a light. You're the light of the world. And you stop. All you've ever known was darkness. You don't even know what light looks like. But I come to you telling you that the moment, the moment God says, let there be light, it doesn't matter what your reality is. The moment God, God speaks that word into existence, it becomes. So it doesn't matter your environment, it doesn't matter your background, it doesn't matter your past or your mistakes. It doesn't even matter where you're coming from or even what you think. God didn't ask permission from the earth to create light. But the moment he said, let there be light, even though there was no reference to light, there was no definition of light, he became. So if God says you're going to be great, if God says you are great, you are, you are successful, you're, you're a legend, you're, you're someone that people will look up to. And it doesn't look like it. It doesn't have to look like it. Once he has said it, he has made provision for the creation of it. 
So the moment God says it, that it becomes, it happens. He puts things in place for it to happen. He shuffles people, places, events for your sake to make sure that what he has said comes to pass. And the preaching I was listening to, T.D. Jakes referred to the woman with the issue of blood that thought to herself that if I can just touch the um of his garment, I will be healed. There was no reference point in that. There was no rule book or principle that if you touch his helm, you'll be healed. But the moment she thought it to herself and spoke it and then actually actualized it, it happened. But I want us to actually dissect that part of the Bible gradually. That it is possible for her to, to for her to have thought to herself, if I touch the arm of his garment, I will be healed. It's another thing for her to actually have gone to touch that ailment. So there is a space between thought and action. So it's possible for a thought to be in your mind for so long that you don't have the faith to actually actualize it. The space between the thought that you have and the reality that you want to see are the actions you take to actually pursue it. For her to actually have known that she would have been healed if she touched that garment was if she actually went and touched that garment so it's possible that you think if i do this and i do that i'm going to make money if i do this and i do that i'm going to be great but are you doing those things because the space between you and the future you desire and the reality you desire is your faith and you putting that faith into action. So I've thought it to myself, I, I'm, I'm going to touch his um, and I'm going to be healed. Fine, that's a thought. Thoughts come and go, thoughts go through our mind. But it's another thing to have that faith. I've thought about this thing. But then I have the faith that if I actually do it, like I have thought it, I am going to see it happen. So I will do it because I know that it will happen. So it's, 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 it's a broad action. But it still all starts from the thought. You have to... Be able to think of it to even think that there is a possible reality of it happening so our mind has the capacity to create realms of possibilities so it's possible that if I wake up and think that you know what I I'm going to make a million dollars today I've created a realm of possibility that I can make a million dollars 
Now, I might not have the means to make a million dollars, but I've made the first step, which is thinking to myself that there is a possibility that I can make that money. So, the thought of that possibility will birth more ideas on how to make that money. So, thoughts birth thoughts. So if I think to myself that I'm sick, I might not be sick, but the moment I start thinking to myself that I'm feeling weak, that's when it will birth another thought that, wow, my head is aching me. Then that thought births another thought that my back is aching me. It goes gradually and gradually that a thought that was just one single thought that I might be feeling sick starts to birth thoughts upon thoughts till I start to actually feel that weakness. So, thoughts birth thoughts in such a way that that initial thought of making one million dollars birth a, a thought of the idea that will actually bring me that money but the thought on how to actually idealize or how to actually go about using the idea to get that money and how to strategize properly and plan properly and make sure that i actualize that idea if i'm making sense so it's important that we know that thought birth thoughts and thoughts are powerful enough to create our reality and then the space between our actions and our thoughts at the faith is the faith rather that we have that when we put that thought into action it will create the reality that we want so what is stopping you from actually doing that thing you're supposed to do to create a reality is because you lack the faith that when you do it what you want to happen will happen so but the beauty of faith is that god has given us the simplest way to to have faith faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of god so the way or the simplest way to build your faith is by getting familiar with the word of God hearing the word of God and it's and it's important that we hear the word of God it's that that hearing is a key word in the sense that it's possible to actually read the Bible and actually listen to sermons without actually hearing and capturing the information or the exact message or the purpose or the theme of what we're listening to. So it's possible that I'm, I'm reading something but it's not, I'm not assimilating it. So hearing in that sense is assimilating what you're reading assimilating what you're listening to 
because it's possible that we there are a lot of people listening to a preacher and we are hearing different things you're hearing different things so you choose what to hear you choose what to hear and how you hear things depends on your state of mind so it's like if i think i'm not beautiful if i think i'm not good enough as a person and someone comes to me and tells me you look beautiful the first thought that comes to my mind is this person is just playing with me or this person is pulling my legs or this person is trying to take advantage of me or trying to get something from me and things that are telling me i'm beautiful will get that thing or whatever thought that comes to my mind would negate the fact that i am actually beautiful and the person is actually telling me that i am beautiful but because i don't think i'm beautiful i'm hearing something else so what you hear when someone speaks is determined by how you see yourself how you see life your your perspective about yourself and about life in general so for you to hear right for you to listen right for you to assimilate right you need to get yourself right first you need to align yourself with god's word about you you need to align yourself with god because the more you know god the more you know yourself the more you know god the more you know about life about people about how to relate with people about how to discern words and, and what they mean and it's so beautiful that we have the gift of the holy spirit that we don't have to do this alone because you're thinking to yourself how do i how do i choose what i hear how do i change what i think about myself how i think about life i've been like this for years how do i unlearn and relearn all these things but is this possible with the holy spirit god has given us that gift of the holy spirit so much so that whatever you think you cannot do he can do it and he's in you so if he can do it you can do it and he can do all things can do all things.